Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Drifting Pro-Am, and I am the host, Gerald Hernandez. Tonight, we have on Nico Solorza. I believe I pronounced that correctly. I hope I did, at least. Uh, drives an S14 with a KA Turbo. Uh, competes in Just Drift over here in SoCal. And I hope you guys enjoy the show. Thank you for listening. What's up, dude? How you doing? I am doing good, my guy. I'm doing good. So your name is Gerald. Yes, yes, and uh, this isn't, interview isn't necessarily for me, so we'll focus on what your name is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for for people who don't know who you are, which name, what do you drive, and where do you compete? My name is uh, Nico Solorza. I'm uh, 19 years old, and uh, I currently compete in the 2019 Formula Drift Pro-Am series uh, hosted by Jess Drift. It's called Top Drift Pro-Am. Yeah, currently my car is a 95 S14, completely modified, it's KAT, uh, pretty simple setup, and I got a fuel cell in the back, some crazy pump setup, a full cage, gutted, the whole shebang. Nice, how long have you been driving? So I have been driving for, I've been drifting for two and a half years. Uh, I've been driving since I was 15. (laughs) you, normally, I, I ask about uh, drifting specifically. Yeah, it's not necessarily how long. When did you get your license? <laughs> um, <laughs> that's cool. So how'd you how'd you uh, find out how'd you find drifting? Man, uh, honestly, I was going to get into drag racing with my dad, but uh, the cost per season was just going to be ridiculous. And at the time, I was only. Uh, 16 years old so i decided let's try out drifting it looked fun to get the cars for cheap to start out with and that's how the ball started uh rolling nice um did you did you follow formula drift or anything like that at all beforehand i actually didn't even know about formula drift until i was maybe four months into the sport Uh, it was pretty crazy usually that's kind of what you find out about first i knew about long beach grand uh long beach grand prix but never really, uh, like, what actually went on. Gotcha. So. so you mostly just followed, you were just into racing, but not necessarily knew about drifting competitively, so exactly. to speak. Exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. Nice, man. Yeah. So you grew up in a family of auto enthusiasts, I assume. Yeah, my and- mom always had some crazy cars. My dad uh, used to take Fords and rebuild them, make them drag cars. But Nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, how would how'd your parents handle? How'd your parents take on the drifting thing? Do they like it? Do they not like it? <laughs> I was actually gonna get a motorcycle, and uh, my mom didn't let me. So out of uh, good mom, good mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like a street bike, thing. right? I'm assuming is what yeah, you're yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I thought about the same thing, and my mom's like, she's like, this is a stupid idea, and I was like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, I wanted a GSX-R750 for the longest time. I knew exactly the color and everything. And then I hit my parents with the, hey, I'm going to get a bike. My mom gave me the uh, the good old ultimatum. Like, you can get out or uh, <laughs> you can, you know? You yeah. Can... Yeah, exactly. Well, so I ended up saying, well, whatever then. I'm going to get a race car. And she goes, cool, sounds good. And uh, <laughs> they took to it real well, as long as it wasn't a bike. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's not a bad deal then uh 
so since you've been drifting what two and a half years you said what how'd you uh what was like your first event what'd you do so i did an unpaid internship i guess you could say at the pop shop for a while um and i was really just kind of starting to acclimate myself to the whole scene and the culture behind it um so i didn't hit my first event until about two months into really like putting stuff onto my car so i did all the like necessities like uh control arms in the rear uh, i didn't put an angle kit on yet and then um the one of the rules too and conditions with my parents was i had to get a roll cage if i was going to go to an event or if i was going to drive the death box on the street as they called it so uh, yeah about two months into it it was uh, august uh, 2016 i did a little testing tune with the pop shop up at willow springs balcony it was it was life-changing dude it was so fun nice i actually still haven't even done like a test and tune a balcony it's expensive nope. man yeah it really is I I, i've been fun. wanting to and uh you know i actually already had tires i probably should have did it spent the extra you know 100 bucks but i'm going i'm actually going to grange on sunday so we'll see how that yeah. goes so go. how are you how are you doing in the uh, top drift right now uh, I can make all the excuses in the world, but uh, I'm like lower field right now. Uh, you, I've learned a lot. Have though. you qualified at all? Yeah, I've qualified uh, the first event. I missed qualification by uh, three drivers away or like three positions away on round two at Horse Thief Mile. And uh, round three, you bet your ass I'm going to qualify. No, mm-hmm. That's good. That's good confidence to have. Uh, that's not... It, what it's like two weekends away from right now the last weekend of july yes or it, sir or is it 27 okay that's what i thought yeah i know yeah. i think i'm gonna try to go if i'm you not should. if i'm not doing nothing oh you know what i'm actually uh it's my kid's birthday that weekend oh. so that's probably not it always falls on his damn birthday <laughs> <laughs> um so i'm probably not gonna make it but uh i might uh, is it on Sat? It's Friday, Saturday, or is it Saturday, it's Sunday? A, it's a Friday, Saturday event. Yeah. I might. No, it's definitely not gonna happen Saturday. We'll see. I will see I if I can go up there because I kind of. I actually like round four. Um, that's probably my favorite track to watch at. I've actually never uh, completed at round four there, so but I'd like to. Yeah, so this year I'm not sure if you're aware of it, but they're actually having this crazy little uh, this double round. So it's like round three and four combined. So we're skipping Walt Oval, yep. which is like the dirt one. So. Yeah. And I, did you follow Just Drift at all beforehand? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, I know that they had the, uh, what is it, Walt James Stadium. Yeah. And then, uh, but did they say they're just doing a double points or are they kind of doing something extra to make up for it? They're doing a double points. I believe so. It's just going to be like a round three uh, deal with more points. So Um, they also changed it at like the last minute. So I think that uh, we may see a a four round next year, hopefully. Hopefully. Um, Yeah. Next year I'm going for a drift league and and, uh, top drift. So am I. So sweet. Same deal here. So what tires are you running? Oh, man. Tires aren't I running? (laughs) 
Oh, oh shit, you're one of those people? Yeah. Dude, yeah. you guys you guys freak me out, man. Yeah, I flip-flop. So, I, I have my favorites uh, and my go-tos. But in the front, I always run the same exact tire. I run a 235-40-17-Federal-595-RS-RR. Uh, uh, Good grip. Yeah, yeah, I've had those before. Those are out. great, actually. Yeah, I, I love them. Never They're had an understeering problem with those. No. Definitely not. Yeah. And then in the rear, I've tried out a couple different tires. I, I like I like messing around with some. Uh, so I started out with Black Lions. I didn't really like the grip on there. Granted, they're fifty dollars tires. Tried the what size? Oh, two twenty fives. Okay. So, yeah, I tried the two twenty fives when I had skinnier wheels in the back. Like I had like an eight and a half inch rim. Yeah, and you can't really get anything bigger than like a two fifty five on eight and a half inch wheel. Exactly. Not for like proper um, patch point, at least. Yeah, when you when your center of gravity uh, of your car rolls over too, you just get a lot of sidewall. That's not really good. So, right now my setup is pretty basic, I guess you could say tire wise. Uh -huh. I run a ten and a half rim in the back. They're Enki RPF ones, really nice and light wheels. Uh, really, really, really nice. Okay. Um. And then I run a 245-45-17 tire on the rear, whether it's a Federal ST1. Those are like my uh, my comp tires. Really grippy, but they have a really fast deterioration rate. Okay. So you probably get like five laps out of a max. That's not bad. Yeah. So don't complain about that. Uh, what what kind of power are you making? I know you said you're on a KA Turbo. Um, that's a dual cam, correct? Yeah, so it's okay. a KA24DE, stock block, stock head, uh, Kometic head gasket, and uh, uh, yeah, we're pushing 375 uh, feet-pound of torque to the wheels, and then 330 horsepower, so yeah. Which isn't necessarily good, a little bit. That's actually pretty solid. Um, yeah. What other tires have you tried? Stock block and stuff. Dude, I've been through Achilles. I've been through Nexons. Which Achilles? Uh, which Nexons? You gotta be specific, cause some are better than others. Achilles one two threes. I've tried. Those are probably the most insane tires I've tried so far. I've still yet to try uh, those, uh, so I I can't speak on those. Insanely grippy, dude. Insanely grippy. If you get a chance, save up, get a set. They're they're phenomenal tires. I know. I'm gonna I'm gonna try. I'm probably yeah. I'm actually shooting. Hopefully. To see if I can actually um, get on Achilles next year, because I actually support Pro Am, from my understanding. It's just yeah. kind of uh, yeah. if they want to or not. Yeah, they're they're pretty helpful. You have to get a a, a pretty good um, uh, proposal together, though. Uh, they're they're supporting people like uh, Noah Nelson and uh, who else? Zach in the uh, or you you probably know him on Instagram, Z Jack. No, the, I know, uh, I know who they are. Yeah, they're they're great, great drivers, man. Uh, but yeah, they all run them. It's kind of like the industry standard now for pro am. There's just all those 500 plus horsepower cars. They're just really mobbing out there with those. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I've tried those. I've tried my one of my favorite tires actually uh, are the Federal RSRs, uh, the 595 RSRs. Great grip, great deterioration rate. And you can get them pretty cheap too. So. No, I actually never tried them. I tried the Super Sports, the one that's just under them. 
Yeah. And I wasn't a huge fan. And I'm pretty sure the RSR is a completely different tire. But I was like so bent out of shape on those. I was just like, I'm not even going to try the other one. Yeah, dude. You have to, there's, there's a whole bunch of tricks to them. But once you start, you know, trying tricks to make your tires, you know, not do their job or do their job properly, it's just kind of pointless. You spend 60 something bucks per tire on a 595, the Super Steels. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, you could, you could go with, uh, what can you go with, man? You could go with a lot of other tires for that money. Exactly. Yeah, That's why I went with the, like the ATR Sport 2s. Oh, you like the ATRs? Yeah, I really like them. Um, I'm having a little grip problems right now on my current chassis since I actually changed, uh, since I wrecked my car last year. So wow. I'm in the midst of getting this car set up still. So I'm hoping to drop a spring rate and hope for the best. But I actually really like those tires, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. What was that? Yeah, I, well, I really wanted to try and start running. You're cutting out, man. Using those high cars. Yeah, hey, you're cutting oh, really? out. Yeah, I heard Accelera. How we doing? Can you hear me? Yeah, better now. Oh, awesome. All right, you're cutting in and out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, uh, I want to try some Accelerate tires. Oh, okay. Yikes. So do I, but they don't make them in a 255, and that's all I'm allowed to run. All right, sounds good. Uh, but you're saying that you really wanted to try the Accelerus? Yeah, I've heard only good reviews about those Accelerus, the 123s. I am... Are they? I don't think they're called the one two threes, are they? Yeah. Oh no, no not one two threes. Yeah, yeah. I was like, uh, that sounds awfully familiar. What? I was reading up on a, you know, who Nate Hamill or Nate Hamilton is. Nate, yeah, Nate Hamilton runs them. Uh, Mike Adia runs. Mike Adia's runs them. So does I don't know his last name. Nick. He drives the white E thirty six. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, SR Nick on or Sir Nick on what do you call it? Six five one. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was watching some in car footage too. A lot of left foot braking from uh from Nate. Just so much, so much grip out of those tires, and he has like almost a thousand horsepower out of his car. That's also his style of driving. Yeah, no, of course, hard angle, throwing it in, fully committing, lots of throttle input. Very cool. Yeah, so yeah. that... I wonder how much... Well, I know Michael was having problems because he has to run a 235 in the Drift League. And I know he was able to run like a 265 in uh, in your series. Um, so he did... Obviously, he didn't have no issues. As far as I yeah. was... As far as I, as far as I know, I'm not 100% certain. You know, he was running some pretty meaty tires during... Uh, during top drift at least yeah really yeah we're limited at uh 255 and right now the uh fd is gonna not officially but there's like a fd pro-am rule book that's supposed to be coming into play play for next year 
Really? Su- supposed to be. I don't know if every um, program series agreed to it. Um, I'm so I'm not 100% certain. I think there's like two that I know of that aren't officially like, yes, we're going to do this yet. So, which is understandable, but we'll see what happens. They may, I'm pretty sure FD at some point is going to make it like a mandatory deal, but I know they're trying to like move people towards that direction from my understanding. What are the, what are the rules consistent of like a tire limitation or two, a tire two, to weight? 255 tires. I think like a certain uh, tread wear. Uh, they haven't, I haven't, I didn't see anything as far as weight goes in the rule book. Um, it's online. You can find it if you Google it. Um, I didn't see anything as far as weight goes. I'm not 100% certain though. Uh, then I, I, I skimmed through it. I didn't look through it like very thoroughly. Uh, but it's, you know, full FD cage, uh, 255 tire limit. Uh, I believe a Hans device. I don't know if you necessarily, yeah. if they're necessarily requiring a, um, the fire system inside the car. Oh, uh, like a full suppression system. Yeah. And I'm not sure if they're requiring that. Uh, I did miss that too. I haven't really read the the book completely. So we'll all, we're all going to find out soon enough. Yeah. Well, shoot, man. I mean, they know what they're doing up there at the pro level. As long as it's getting us acclimated for that level of driving, I'm all for it. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think it's supposed to be more for to get you acclimated towards that. So when you do get your license and for a lot of people who um, who are like just stepping into pro-am, I think kind of lets you know, it's like, hey, even if you find pro-am just fun, it is still like a very serious deal. You know, especially with, like, a lot of the horsepower these guys are putting out. Um, the speeds of the tracks are getting faster, like, in Pro-Am. So, I'm pretty yeah. sure people are going to be uh, looking out for things like that. Like, you, you got to be safe at the end of the day. You don't want to be the reason a rule exists. Yeah. So. Yeah, man. Huge jump in horsepower, too. Uh, just, like, over, I think, a span of when I started to now actually understanding like the whole competition aspect of drifting and whatnot when I started would have been a better time to get into it, which was like 2000 and 2016 ish time. That's when limited was still around. That was such a good series. And I, uh, I sadly missed out on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was cool. But now you see like the minimum horsepower, of these cars out here, especially the Erwindale cars for the drift league. They're like 400 plus. They're like more than like 450. Yeah. They're, they, they get up there. And then, you know, for me, it's not, I don't actually care about horsepower, but, um, it's kind of fun just to make more. So I can see why people want to, and it's not necessarily because they want to say they have all this power, but, if you're like building your own car, it be kind of becomes like a new challenge on top of whatever you're already doing. Yeah. So especially when it comes to be like being creative and making all your own stuff, it it does it brings on that new challenge. So I can see why people do it. Yeah, and it's, it's not and necessary it's, though. It's not necessary. 
No, no. But it's 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 part of the game too. You know, it's really what separates the more professional divisions from grassroots stuff and even from like just the people who are out there doing some illegal stuff street drifting. Yeah, it's, that's pretty sketchy. Crazy. You look Yeah, no, super sketchy. But you look at the the difference between these cars. Like even uh the progression of my own cars, it's crazy when I walk outside every single time and I look at it. It's like two and a half years ago this thing started life as a uh as a rod knocking little Godspeed coilover S14 full Sick. interior everything yeah you know just basic basic stuff and now it's full fd legal cage it's gutted from head to toe tube front tube rear just fuel cell every, everything man it's so what'd you get your work done or did you do your work yourself so i've partnered up with a couple of uh a couple of shops it's mainly been the work of suspicious garage uh okay. and the main and their efren um as well as in touch motorsports we got spencer uh huge 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 nut in the in the in the sport of drifting man he's like he's all for it if there's someone who's more passionate about drifting and not just the aspect of actually sliding the car but just the lifestyle it's got to be spencer man he, he he's great he's really great but yeah uh he did a lot of uh a lot of in-house just availability for me. So I'd go in, I'd weld up like the, uh, the plates for the, uh, the fuel cell to sit inside. I had my rear firewall done by Jaime. Um, I gotta, I gotta look at what his thing is, but, uh, yeah. Suspicious garage has been there for me, uh, from the beginning. They've, they've done all my wiring. Uh, they did the Nismo power brace and the PBM chopping of the, uh, the sway bar to pull it together. Jelante Thomas from the Fab Lab did my tube front uh, and my bash bar. It's a, a culmination of a lot of people really helped me out with my car. But uh, but yeah, it's, it's it's been a long road. A lot of hands have been in it, and a lot of knowledge has been taken through too. Because that's my first car that I bought. So. Oh, nice. And you, you're yeah. still on. Um... Like the stock trans and everything, right? Yeah, so I can go through my full setup if you want. Oh, please. Yeah, so it is a KA24DE stock block, stock head, Kometic head gasket. We got ARP head bolts on it. Uh, it was a S14 KA, so you did have the smaller exhaust cam on that model year of the KAs. So we ended up doing uh, the S13 exhaust cam so we can have just a little bit more um, flow for the engine. They had superior cams. Um, it's a ISR bottom mount manifold with a T28 ball bearing Garrett turbo, water-cooled, oil-cooled from a S15 from Japan. Um, what else we got? We have a GK Tech... Uh, high CFM clutch fan and stock shroud. Yeah, we're still running stock fan and uh, shroud. Keeps it cool. Got uh, injector dynamics, I believe, uh, 750cc injectors. Uh, full suspicious garage. Uh, standalone wiring system. Uh, it's like a wiring specialties, uh, but he, he tore out every single wire in that car. 
and wired it all to a custom relay system, custom fuse system, a glow fuse. So if anything breaks, pops, you know exactly what's there. Um, easily replaceable. Uh, going back, we have a drive shaft shop, one piece steel drive shaft, um, which is connected to the standard D21 KA SR uh, five speed. Uh, we have an action uh, stage three clutch with a lightweight flywheel, ISR short shifter. What else? We cut up the stock dash uh, to accommodate for that cage. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all flocked and whatnot. It's a uh, we got a race pack IQ3 street dash in it, hooked up to a Nismo Type 3 uh, daughter board. And hmm, moving back, we got a, a a bride seat. It's a Lomax, hooked up to some some custom uh, seat rails. Uh, the passenger seat is just some cheapy Amazon seat, you know, just to get some passengers in there. Uh, but that one's got a G-Force uh, four-point harness on it. I have my Crow four-point harness on it. We have, oof, what else, man? Some NGK copper uh, plugs. ISR three-inch downpipe. Uh, custom three-inch pipe welded up by me. Uh, exhaust. We got standard uh, S14 differential. I think it's called like an R200 or whatever. Uh, the stock trans, uh, stock diff code. And mm-hmm. then uh, some guy on the forum, I forget. It was like a year and a half ago when I bought it. But it's a, it's a four to three gear ratio. So it, it's a little bit shorter, makes third a little bit more usable, and it uh, increases the torque just by you know pushing a little bit more leverage to those back wheels. Nice. Yeah. Uh, axles are <laughs> some AutoZone axles. They're just cheap to get, real easy. Uh, they've held up. I've never broken an axle yet. Give so, it a minute. That's yeah. <laughs> I just keep warranting them out, bro. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not waiting for it. <laughs> oh man. Um. Oh yeah. Uh, Chris over at uh, Natural Aspirations, uh, mastermind man. He he tuned my car. He tuned both my cars. I have a street car as well, KA Turbo. Um, but he's the one who has been pushing most of the horsepower out of it, just going through the fuel mapping, back and forth, back and forth, and back and forth, tuning out the little stuff, making sure it doesn't die when you let off the gas too, because it's still just a, a piggyback board. Um, and then what else, man? What else do we have? We have a pop shop. Uh, cut and chop angle kit up front so the lower control arms have been extended by 40 millimeters kind of aggressive uh 03 to 08 maxima inner tie rods with some uh like moog stock outer tie rods um z32 conversion up front so we have the the good ones aluminum 30 mil calipers with drilled and slotted rotors uh, silver mine motors there, uh, it's a guy who's uh, in Newport Beach. Yeah, little privatized business. He does all these really cool S chassis and uh, um, Z chassis, like older Z chassis conversions and upgrades. So we have his uh, steel braided uh, brake lines on my car, mm-hmm. and it, it, it's real similar design to the Maverick dual caliper setup in the rear. So I have Z32 dual calipers in the rear as well, ASD hydraulic handbrake. 
um, switch panel set up uh, by Ephraim at Suspicious Garage. Um, yeah. Uh, the pumps that I have uh, that I was talking about before, they're twin Bosho 44 fuel pumps uh, hooked up to... You have uh, dual? Yeah, I, I run twin Bosho 44s on my car. Uh, out of curiosity, why? Just reliability and uh, consistency, really. So we have a uh, the main pump, which pulls from my 10-gallon Jazz fuel cell, uh-huh. uh, hosting E85 in there. Okay. Uh, and it goes right to a swirl pot, a circuit sport swirl pot, all dash 6 AN. And then we have the helper pump, or as some people call it the sender pump, which pulls it from the swirl pot and pushes it straight to the fuel filter right by the en- in the engine bay and then into my engine so that you get, you know, you don't have to live with the consequences of the fuel sloshing in the fuel cell. Okay. I'm only asking because, like, on my car, I make probably, I don't know, like a hundred like little over 400 at the wheels and I just run like a single Bosch 044 and I run E85. Yeah, how do you like it? It's it runs. Right <laughs> now right now I'm having like a little problem like my car I washed my engine bay the other day. And uh it's been idling weird since, so we'll see. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, it's uh it'll idle normal cuz I have a I have like a pretty big cam in there. Okay. So it'll it'll idle with the chop for about I don't know, thirty seconds, and then the chop just goes away, and it just idles really weird. It's uh it's confusing the shit out of me, but there's like no horsepower loss or anything. It just sounds different. Hmm. So I don't know. I'm gonna check the ignition system, and kind of go from there. I'm driving on Sunday, so as long as it doesn't blow up, or maybe the check engine light will finally come on, because there's no check engine light right now. <laughs> if I can get the check engine light to come on to at least find out which, you know, which, which is the culprit. Yeah. Kind of move forward from there, hopefully. Yeah. That interests me, man. What kind of car do you have? I have a uh, Cadillac CTS. Oh, no way. Yeah. So it's a, uh, it's old. It's an old one. Oh, very cool. That's it, pretty unique. You never see that stuff. Yeah. You know, there's a fucking reason because it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't help. It doesn't help that my driving sucks along with it. So, but you know, that's all right. Yeah, progression, man. Progression. Working, working on it. Um, what did you say? What angle kit you were on? Yeah, so it's a it's a pop shop uh, angle kit. So they're cut drop. They're cut knuckles. Uh-huh. Drop knuckles, I guess you could say. Okay. Um, they have, still have the stock spindles and everything. Uh, five lug converted. Uh, from four lug and they're 40 millimeter extended lower control arms really good stuff really 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 good stuff uh compared to a lot of uh well i mean i only tried like two other kits but which other kits have you tried other, yeah i tried the villains angle kit uh the v1 i bought it second hand off my friend okay. and then i tried this one that shouldn't even really be in comparison but it's like a godspeed one where they have the lower control arm and uh tension rod uh in one piece kind of like a wise fabby design I've, but i've seen that okay it's welded together though yeah so they're actually connected via heim joints ah okay okay yeah 
but the Himes were kind of bad, and there's a lot of slop and play. You know, there's a lot of China stuff. Don't get me wrong. Godspeed makes some pretty, like, decent rear arms and stuff like that, but for something as main and major as, uh, like, the actual angle kit and tension rods and whatnot, stuff holding my front wheels together, uh, I like going with the cut and chop or just, like, the expensive stuff, like GK Tech, PBM, or WiseFab. Yeah. Okay. Do uh, Do you have any, like, plans for upgrades? So, I actually have a little something in the works. The car is current that I'm driving is currently sold. Oh, it's shit. A, okay. Yeah, so uh, one of my uh, best friends, basically my brother, uh, Frank Samuel, you can find him on Instagram, too. He, he posts all my media, and uh, he's with me at every single event. He's, like, he, he's the main man in, in the pit crew, dude. Uh, he unloads myself, loads my stuff. Really, really good friend. Um, he is getting into drifting because I introduced him to it and he's been going to every event with me, really taking a liking to it. It shows a lot of, uh, a lot of interest and, and actual like motivation to, to keep it going. So I don't see anyone better to sell that chassis to. So I ended up selling the, the chassis minus the engine transmission drive shaft and diff to him. Uh, so he has like the pumps and the tank and the, iq3 you know the whole shebang basically you drop an engine of your choice in it and you could go to pro-am with the car gotcha and then what are you gonna do uh i sold the engine as well i sold it to my other friend nate uh and we're dropping that in a street car so that should be interesting fun fun street car no that's definitely cool yeah yeah it's it's powerful you know for the street but yeah so i've been working hand in hand with uh Really awesome guy, Rob Carlson. You might know him. He's a yeah, pro I know. driver. I know Rob. Yeah, hell yeah. Rob's the man, dude. Rob is the man. But I've been working hand-in-hand hand with him. He's been giving me some uh, some driver aid, being really hospitable, just just having me over to his shop and talking and just really picking his brain and being very just patient with me. And, uh, yeah, we ended up working out a deal. So we have something coming up here in the future. I may or may not be uh, acquiring one of his cars. So. And he's got a couple. I know he has like a LS S13 hatch. Yeah, he's got that one. I I didn't take that one. That's his. That's his mess around car. He's got to have his mess around car. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice man. No, that's cool. Uh, yeah, I know Rob. He actually um, at the drift league for round one. I want to say last year, he was the judge, one of the judges, rather. Really. Yeah. Um. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know him. We're not fucking best friends, but, you know, I see yeah, him, yeah. I say hello. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. How'd you actually, uh, how'd you end up meeting Rob? So, uh, my, one of my sponsors, uh, Suspicious Garage, Ephraim and I went up to do a little private testing tune, you know, 150 bucks, got in. Is that, the, is that for the first day? For the first day? Yeah. Of testing tune? Uh, so basically, uh, how Willow works, you could go up there, you could pay, uh, 25 bucks for your member or 50 bucks for your membership. Uh, if you want balcony, uh, Walt James, that oval and then walled, uh, or you could pay $75 for the membership and you can, it includes like a horse thief mile balcony. You basically get all the drift tracks. Okay. Uh, and, uh, once you pay that initial fee for your membership, it's either $125 for a test and tune day on balcony, walled oval, and walt, 
or it's 175 for uh horse seek mile oh okay yeah so we went up there i bought my membership coughed up the money good to know because now i know how much money i have to spend exactly yeah yeah yeah. uh and they give you this cool little card too with your name on it it says uh, willow springs you could go around be like hey look at this yeah and from my understanding (laughs) it's for the calendar year correct yes it's for the calendar year okay so all right good to know yeah and uh yeah hold on i'm in the dark here you can't see i'm in the dark turn on the light find the lights here new house uh but yeah so we went up for a testing tune and uh i was just ripping it out there uh trying we set up cones i was trying to get closer to clipping points in order to prep for uh this was at the time of me going into rival competition which was hosted by jason kim in 2018 yeah 2018 uh that was that was really cool really enjoyed that uh that series but uh, we were basically just out there for maybe four or five hours uh, testing the car, and Rob Carlson came up uh, to do his thing, just walk around the tracks and whatnot, uh, hang out, and uh, support the local drivers. And he came up, and we started talking. And just, just a, you know, when you meet uh, Rob, if anyone who's listening meets Rob, uh, you can't not have a conversation with him. Uh, he's just such a likable guy. Uh, and we started talking about it, talking about, uh, what my plans were, my goals. And, um, he ended up inviting us down to the shop and we went down. I had the initial reaction of being extremely woed by the shop. Very cool. Very cool stuff he does. And yeah, we just started getting to talking, exchanged numbers. And then after rival drift competition, the series, uh, he hosted his own event. Uh, or actually we went back up for another uh, another event and that's when i met cory funk uh i'm not sure do you know who cory funk is uh i do not so cory funk is this uh is this youtuber on uh obviously youtube uh he's a social media guy uh very cool professional scooter uh scooter rider and he's into drifting he's actually a phenomenal driver uh for how many times he's been to the track but anyhow uh long story short I ended up giving him a ride along. They've been working together, uh, doing something car related. Um, and then, uh, Rob hosted his, his own event. We went to that event. We, you know, just went out there smacking doors with people like Alex Grimm and, uh, Pablo from V's performance. And I think at the time too, uh, what's his name was out there. I forget his name, but uh, there's a lot of phenomenal drivers out there at that private event. It was media day. Super, super, super cool. And that's how our uh, friendship started developing. But, yeah, we just started uh, getting a little bit closer and working together now. And we've been, you know, I've been benefiting off of it. And uh, I've been trying to offer some of my time, too, to work on cars and stuff. But, yeah, it was pretty crazy. I also went over to Corey Funk's house uh, uh, somewhere within that, that time frame, too, we made a sick video together. Uh, he expanded his driveway, and we did a bunch of like drifting and stuff in it. Private property. It was super, super cool. Nice. That's actually yeah. not something I would be comfortable doing, <laughs> especially if it's on camera, because I'll get nervous and fuck shit up. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, dude, man. You should, you should go watch the video. How many people ran into his house and his fence? <laughs> oh, I would have fucking took the house down. 
<laughs> I have the worst luck. My car would have went in the house and then caught on fire. I have the worst luck ever. Uh, what? So, what are your goals for this? What you you trying to go to FD? Which what are you doing? So my current goals are not to actually go into FD just yet. So my end goal, obviously, is I want to be a pro one driver. I my end all beat all is to be a pro one driver. I want to be sponsored so that I can end up either not spending so much on drifting or end up like you know all said and done, hopefully breaking even. And just kind of making a career out of it, whether, you know, I go into marketing with it, helping other drivers come up in the sport too, or making my own brand, doing cages for people as a reputable driver. But I, I, I just really want to be a pro one driver. I want to see what it's like to drive at that level, you know, 100 mile per hour entries side by side next to like Forrest Wang and Odie and and Matt Kaufman and Matt Field, all those, all those really, really good drivers that are just out there killing it. And uh, yeah, th that's the end goal. I want to step foot on Long Beach, you know. I want to step foot on Road Atlanta. I want to go to Irwindale at that level. Yeah. Sounds, yeah. No, there's nothing wrong with that. I think uh, that's actually kind of my goals too. So, not gonna knock you there. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, where where are you currently standing at? Current current standings for the 2019 series, I'm at 19th place. So, okay. <laughs> you know, we're not high up there, but we're also not like dead last. Not saying that dead last. You know, you get car breaks. There's a lot of variables, and and once you get to the competitive level, it's it's uh it's much different from from grassroots as as people know. But yeah. What uh, what's your goal for the end of the? the end of this season the end of this season is i want to hit round three full force and no matter what outcome i want to look back on it as a great experience because i already am in 19th place uh I, I battled a lot with it too where it's like man all my friends know me as you know the guy who actually goes out and does competitive drifting so obviously i'm supposed to be good and then you look at the standings. I'm at 19th place, but it, it's there's another side to it as well, too. It's it's a huge learning experience. It is my first pro am. Mm -hmm. It is, I've learned more in this season of drifting, uh, just technique wise and filling out the car and just being more comfortable behind the seat in this one season than I have the two and a quarter years of drifting. It's just it's a huge eye opener. It, it, there's a lot of stuff involved in actually competing. You know, there's the not just the driving aspect, there's the team aspect too. So I'm running my own team right now as well with the aid of, uh, you know, who's consistent of the team. Uh, big help, social media and everything like that too has been coordinated by Efren. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's just, you know, when you sit down with friends and you start trying to assign roles it's kind of uh, it's kind of difficult because you don't want to put someone in the wrong role where they feel almost lesser than someone else, but also you want to put them in the role that they're going to be good at. They're going to so, like, excel, and you don't want to give somebody a role and then them just fail. Exactly. Ultimately, it kind of comes back on you too. Exactly. That's why it's like it's a lot of people go, oh, yeah, drifting, it's whatever. You know, you just change tires, you go out there. There's a lot involved in it. There's so much, and – it's stressful, but it's it's my passion. So it's it's super. It's just super super cool. 
I, I love it. I love every single aspect of it. I love the hard times. I love the fun times. I love cracking rims. I love looking like shit. I love looking good. I, I, I just love everything about it. So it's cool, man. It's really cool. But to answer the other question in a very direct way, my short-term goals or my immediate goals are to complete round three and then go into finishing the new car. Okay. And doing pro-am uh, in different divisions as well, too. So my next uh, season, I want to try and go to – I want to try and hit the Drift League. I want to try and do top drift, and I want to try and place high and to try and get a better following. Because when you have a better following, too, it, it just makes things a little bit more easier. Uh, a big help, too, during this season was uh, Action Clutch. They, uh, you know, punnily speaking – came in clutch we we uh knew the stage two clutch on round two no uh, no pun intended no pun intended not at all nope <laughs> uh, but yeah we we uh we roasted the clutch uh practice day round two saturday uh talked to rob rob hooked us up with a really awesome guy named skyler gibson he runs a, a slide garage I don't want to say the wrong name, oh. uh, but yeah, Skyler Gibson. He's he's go he's, ahead. He's awesome, man. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear. You. Okay. Uh, but yeah, he ended up letting us use his lift uh, Saturday, and then my mom, just a a beast, awesome, love you, mom. She went out uh, from East LA, picked up the clutch from Action Clutch ten minutes before they closed. Drove all the way up to Springs and dropped it off. Um, and then Efren and I, Efren and I, put the clutch at like ten at night. Replaced the clutch, did different fly uh, the flywheel clutch, everything, pressure plate, changed out the uh, hardware, uh, cleaned out the transmission, just put all this back. And by three something in the morning, uh, we're back on we were back on the road or at least the car was back in commission nice um and they're they're open on saturday to like uh action clutch yeah yeah to about three o'clock so they're open to 3 p.m and my mom got there at like 2 40 something it was it was ridiculous like the timing was 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 crazy yeah that ain't bad man We got a, I got a crazy story though. Um, if we got time. Yeah, yeah, of course. Time, cool. So, after we finished the car uh, that night, uh, I couldn't drive back to Willow Springs because the gates were closed. Uh, they close at around twelve o'clock Saturdays. 10 yeah. O'clock they've they've closed they've closed earlier. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, uh, Skyler said, "Hey, you could just leave the truck trailer and car." At my shop, I'll drive you guys back to the hotel. And then um, in the morning time, uh, you know, you just come back, pick up your car, and then get going again. You know, get back to competition. We're like, all right, sounds good. So we climbed in this G35. Um, really badass G35. Uh, supercharged. And we were heading back to the uh, the hotel. I was asleep in the back. <laughs> and uh, Efren started falling asleep. 
And out of nowhere, man, I wake up to like this, you know, like a falling feeling. Yeah. But it was real. Uh, we got a random blowout. Didn't go over anything, nothing. We were probably going 80. It was the it was the freeway. And boom, it went out. We did like two 360s. Uh, I could have just said 720. But we did a 720, and we thought we were going to flip. And Skyler saved it, and he put it in the dirt, and we're all just like. In what car? Oh, uh, in a G35, it was a lowered G35, Holy going 80 shit. miles per hour, supercharged. Yeah, man, it was, it was all kinds of, like, nuts. And on top of that, too, being awoken to that was just like, oh, what's going on? Yeah, it was crazy. That's actually today. I was, uh, I was going down the 605, and then I just heard metal scraping. I was like, huh, that sounds awfully fucking familiar. And I looked to my left, <laughs> and there's a fucking like a, I want to say like a 99. It was either an Escalade or a Denali because, you know, they have the kind of the same front end. It was just yeah. sliding on its roof. Oh, my gosh. So, like, I stopped oh, and I jumped what? out and I went to go check. And the guy was fucked up. It, it, the worst part, it looked like he was moving like all either. He was either living out of his truck or he was moving because he had like a futon in there. There was like a couple pair. There was a couple random shoes down on the freeway. Yeah, I went and picked all that stuff up, like, yeah. me and, like, other people. I felt bad. I was like, fuck, I've been there. I've been at, like, my rock bottom, too. Dude, I was like, he's probably here. going back. He's probably finding a place to live, or he's, like, stuck living in his truck, just trying to make yeah. it, and then this shit happens. And I was just like, damn. And then the cop was, like, going through his wallet. He's like, hey, where's your license? He's like, I don't have one. Oh. <laughs> I was like, poor guy. Jeez. He's so screwed. No. No breaks for that guy. Yeah, nothing. I was like, oh, been there. <laughs> so I was like, D-, but he was all right. He survived. So I got in my truck and went back to work. That's good. That's good. Yeah. But it's like some young guy <laughs> like in his early 20s. I was like, oh, you're just starting out in life, buddy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah. Accidents are nuts. Uh, you're lucky you guys just spun out and hit the dirt. Yeah, dude, we we uh pivoted up on like, like didn't like fully lift one side of the car. Yeah, you could feel it. Yeah, it was it was crazy because when we went off to towards the dirt, uh, they're on like these these nice looking staggered rims. I think they're like uh, they're uh, started with the C. Cosmos. Yeah, the Cosmos like nineteen inch rims. He had like thirty five sidewall, really tiny stuff. And it blew out, and it was just all rim, basically a boat anchor at that point. And it was just grabbing all kinds of shit. Yeah. And we, we were spinning. But he saved it, man. Nice. He saved it. We were all thankful. His dad came out from the shop. We got the tire change, went back to the hotel, got, I would quote, quote, because you can't see me sleep. And then uh, <laughs> went back to the track the next day, man. And, uh, yeah, I learned a lot that day on Horse Thief, though. Nice. So, uh, without giving too much detail, what are your plans for the next chassis? Can you at least say what chassis it is? It's going to be another S14. Ugh. I like to stay with the uh, with the same chassis so that I kind of know my perception from quarter panel to driver's seat, and you know, I'm just I'm used to it. There's no there's no need to change up. And the deal that's on this is, you know, it, it's good. <laughs> no, 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 there's nothing wrong with that. Are you going to change your power plant as well? Oh yeah, so I, I could give that away. We're going LS based engine. So, okay, so like a truck motor or something. Mm 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 mm. It, it's it's gonna be it's it's aluminum block. Oh cool. It came out of a came out of a GTO, I believe he said. Oh, so you either have an LS one or LS two. 
Yeah, yeah. So no, no, no. That's I have the I have a LS six. So. Ooh, very cool. It's not. <laughs> it's well, it's, I mean, an, it's an updated version of an LS one. Huh? Yeah, we have the better flowing heads on the five seven. You still have a yeah, a but you can get you, you can you can pretty huh? What do you make like four hundred four something? A little a little above. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, actually, I uh, a previous guest that's been on here, a buddy of mine, Andrew. He has an LS1, and it's just a cammed LS1. There's literally nothing done to this damn thing. Uh, LS1 with a cam, um, just the 241 heads, and he's making 410 at the wheels on 91. Wow. And then I have an LS6 with the 243 heads that are supposed to flow a little bit better. Um, I do have a couple of different upgrades than he does. Uh, like my headers, like my primary headers are a lot larger than his or not a lot, but you know, they're large. His are like one and five eighths. Mine are one and three quarter. Um, I have an underdrive pulley, uh, E85, bigger injectors. And I, and I'm only making like, I think like 20 or 30 more horsepower than him. So it's, it's not much. Yeah, man. Shoot. But if you find, are you gonna go with the? Uh, are you going with aftermarket heads, or at least not necessarily the aftermarket heads, but if you have like the LS2 stuff, you can get like the LS3 heads on there, the square ported heads. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll give away a little bit more. So it's an LS1 based engine. Oh, okay. So it's it's nice light, smaller displacement as we go along with the uh, LS engine series, I guess you could say, smaller quote quote displacement. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's going right to Millennium. So, uh, Millennium Motorsports, uh, they, they do, they do really good work on engines, man. Yeah, I know. Where are they based out of? I don't know, actually. Uh, I'm doing all this through Rob, so he's kind of taking care of it for me. Nice. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's, it's getting fully forged by, by Millennium, and then we're going to do a crazy transmission behind it, um, and a rear mount radiator so everything keeps nice and cool nice uh, i I know i got the rear mount yeah. and it's uh it's not a bad thing to have yeah not how do you even, like it uh, cool keeps you, you know cool. what i i have i have a lot of r&d to figure out um i'm not some seasoned builder of any kind this is my <laughs> you know this is basically the sec i've always worked on cars this is like the second car I've built from the ground up. So, uh, it you know, it still needs a lot of R&D. I still have a lot to learn. I'm pretty sure I did it wrong. Or maybe not necessarily wrong. I could have did it better, so to speak. Yeah, so, just for improve. Yeah, exactly. Work. No, exactly. Yeah. So that's what I'm kind of working on right now. Um, I do have a spare chassis that I'm starting to put together. Um, well, the car that I have now, the cage, is kind of trash. Like if you ever see it, and you see the way the um, the A pillar bar comes down for for the front, uh, it comes off like four or five inches, and then there's like a big ass gusset gusset in between the roll bar and the A pillar. Oh, so you can't even. It's, it's not tucked at all. No, not even. They he didn't even try. Like he was just like, this is where we're putting it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm working on here, that right now. Frank's here, actually, the one who's buying my chassis right now. He's been uh, he's been helping me out uh, 
just so many events right now. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the chassis? Yeah. <laughs> he said, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, mine's uh, mine's trash. So I want to buy a bender and kind of learn how to do things on my own, so to speak, because I actually really enjoy learning how to do that stuff. Yeah. So even though it's expensive, but it's more expensive to have somebody else do it. No, 100%, man. You could sit there for hours looking at your own car, figuring out ways to do it. And those hours, let's say it's three, most mechanics charge 120 bucks an hour just to sit there and look at it to try and figure stuff out. So. Exactly. Yeah, you, you either got to find the guys who are really in it to uh, win it with you or uh, or start learning some stuff yourself. I, I did a little bit of both. Like I said, I got hooked up with Suspicious Garage. That was a blessing uh, really early on in, in the in the my drift career, as well as the pop shop, too. Uh, Rob had nothing but love for me. Uh, Jaime was at the pop shop, too. Nothing but love for me. And... Uh, they're the ones who actually pushed me to do limited. They said, "Hey, you're really good. You know, you're out there actually hitting zones, tandeming and whatnot with your NAKA, and uh, you should you should go out and do Lobo, limited." Come here. <laughs> Sorry, it's my dog. Come here. No, that's cool. <laughs> go ahead. I'm listening. Yeah, no, but yeah, they ended up pushing me towards it, and you know, they don't they don't fuck me on price or anything like that. They they're in it to win it with me, just like I said before. I also wanted to be self sufficient, you know, not like okay, here's money, build my car. So. Yeah, you want to know what they're doing, and then you kind of want to learn along the way as well. Exactly. So, so do you, how much of your work are you doing? Um, are you able to do, like, you know? I'm able to rebuild the exact same car by myself minus the cage, I would I would say. Okay, good. No, no, dude, there's yeah. so many people. Like, So I grew up around, like, a family of car people where we were all – we all liked cars, but we didn't make – nobody made enough money to have somebody um, – build their car or work on it for them so that's kind of how i grew up around it so like when i grew up i always had people working on their own cars and then when i finally became an adult and i was like wait you pay somebody else to do this that's really weird or at least that's how i saw it yeah that that's so that's so cool man see i, I wasn't brought up around uh i guess you could say vehicular uh self-sufficiency Mm-hmm. It was it was more like uh, my dad. I know my dad knows how to work on cars, but it's at that point where you know he's holding down a uh, he was holding down a full time job and, and yeah. so was my mom. Life, life. Type no, no, stuff. exactly. It's it's not um, easy. <laughs> not yes. at all. He taught me a lot of stuff. He taught me you know what he could, and uh, my mom was actually the one who taught me how to drive manual, which is nuts. And, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, dude, she's that's a badass, awesome, dude. And um, they've been extremely supportive through the whole thing. Uh, but, yeah, so anything I really wanted to do with cars, they said as long as you have some sort of future in it and you have an end goal, I think you should go for it. Not like, ah, let's get this 240 and go to the thickovers. Like, you know, not stupid stuff like that. No, just... I, that's understandable. So I was going to take Scrock, which is uh, – you know what Scrock is? No, I've never heard of it. Uh southern regional occupational center it's like a it's a learning it's like a an after school program almost like a a community college and you could go and take like automotive like in intro to automotive classes where they teach you about it you know engines and how to take them apart and what does what what the alternator does what oil to put in the car you should put oil in the car you know all that just like basic auto shop stuff exactly so i 
I took that for a week and I was like, man, I already know this stuff from the University of Google. I want to do something different. So I ended up going to, uh, this was actually recent, I went to Cerritos College uh, to get my welding certificate. So I did Welding 100 and uh, I was just blowing through that class, man. And uh, my teacher, Ty, really awesome guy uh saw i was doing pretty well and he was like hey man you should jump on the tig machine so i jumped on the tig machine and i met uh their lead professor there uh, for welding uh mr perkins worked for honeywell uh, if you know what that is for 40 plus years honeywell Great. yeah honeywell they're like a uh industrial manufacturing company mm, and they do a bunch a of, of things stuff. yeah wait what do you do i'm sorry uh I-, I was just doing welding i was learning welding so that i could start on my own stuff so uh, yeah. What do you What are you doing now for work? If you don't mind me asking. I work with Tom Neely, uh, the owner of Neely Motorsports uh, at AN Plumbing USA. So we do like the you know brake line kits and AN stuff. Where are you guys based out of? Uh, Lawndale, so uh, South Bay. Oh shit! I was uh I was searching all over for some hard lines because I didn't feel like driving to uh, Ontario to go get them. Yeah, no. And then I no, drove no, no. to Burbank, and I wasn't really excited about their setup. I yeah, have to give it a shot. Uh, you, I got I got another car that I'm working on, so. You gotta come in, man. This this place is great. Tom is uh, Tom's a genius. He's been doing road racing for over 20 years. He's won some championships for Nissan and uh, he, he's a crazy guy. He's crazy, dude. But he's he's like. He's been running the, his own store with like, like three, four employees for over 20 years. Just really crazy guy. We have over like 10,000, 11,000 part numbers in our store. And you give him a schematic. Like I need this fuel cell, uh, the, all these fittings and bulkheads and whatnot to go all the way through my hard lines to soft lines back up into my engine. And he'll be like, Three three nine zero four three six three three nine zero four three two, and he'll go out and just he knows these part numbers by, by heart. It, it, it's insane. He's a great guy. If you need someone to help, uh, Tom, definitely get yeah. him. Yeah, like right now I have a uh, I have an AN sponsor, like a line and host sponsor, but they don't oh, wow. they don't really. Oh shit! I left my back door open and there's like June bugs flying. In. Hang on one second. Uh. <laughs> Sorry, Junebug is dead. Um, there I have a uh, so I have a sponsor, Finish Line Factory, and they actually make really good hoses. They actually did uh, Dylan Hughes's new E46. Oh, okay. They supplied not all, but everything pretty much, but with the exception, I believe, the brake lines because they don't actually make brake line components. Mm. So you know when like you have you guys have the hard lines, so you guys have like the nut sleeves and the nuts. For yeah, the actual heart lines, yeah, they don't have those. Ah, uh, so everything, anything below that, they don't have, but everything above that, they do. Um, so I have, like, I have a rear mount radiator setup. So I like, I have like my, um, my sixteen AN lines that go all the way to the back. Um, yeah. all of my fuel lines, with the exception of the hard lines that I ran underneath the or that I reused since it's a my car came with a V eight. Okay. Um. And then I have a fuel cell in the back, so I just kind of like 
from the fuel cell to the hard line. I have my connections, stuff like that. They kind of took care of all that for me, um, Dang. which is nice. And then yeah, but the, only, the only problem was that they didn't have a, the the like anything underneath a dash four. So like the brake line stuff, which is all like dash three, they're like, we don't have it. Sorry, that's bud. Yeah. 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 So, but uh, that's odd. That's odd. Yeah. That's the easiest stuff to come by, too. Yeah, I would assume so. They just didn't have it yet. I know that they've just kind of like redid some inventory stuff, but not yeah. to mention they're based out of Florida, so I'm not gonna have them ship you little stuff that I can not, get down yeah. the street. Oh no, no, I wouldn't mind if I was making like a big order. Yeah. Like if I already had an order coming, I'm like, hey, throw this in there with it, but I'm not gonna have them ship me like hardline or anything like that. Yeah, like it's dinged up and pre-bent and whatnot, and you're screwed. Yeah, well, because I've seen some of them like where they'll have, they'll have like brake hard lines, and then it'll be it'll be like in a coil, right? And then mm. that's not something I really want. Nah, I'd rather get it. A... I'd rather you know drive and go pick it up. Yeah, and it's straight, and I could bend it myself because I have like the bending tools and stuff like that. And then my dad's there actually really good at bending, um, like the brake tubes. Or just oh, okay. any of the hard lines. So if I need it, I'll just have my dad do it if I want it done really nice. <laughs> yeah, so you don't kink it or anything like that. I'm mean, like, shit. I just yeah, yeah. This. Well, yeah. well, it's helpful because he has the right tools, and I, I actually have his tools here. So hopefully he doesn't need them soon. But <laughs> no, but he actually does really well. So I'm just like, oh, and he does them like all symmetrical. Like if you need two lines, like they'll be perfectly bent, both in the same spot. Like he's super anal about it. As for me, yeah, I'm just okay. like, nope, don't care. No one's going to see this. Send it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, nah. but. yeah, man. But yeah, back to the original thing. Uh, I want to get a following, you know? Like, uh, I don't have a big following right now. I'm maybe, like, I'm close to 900 followers on uh, on Instagram. And how, how long have you had and, it? How long uh, have you had, how long have you been pushing the drifting thing? Well, I've been just doing the drifting thing really for a year and let's say two years, right? Okay. So really only this year I've been, you know, I've been kind of uh, advised by everyone who's been helping me. Like, you need to start utilizing all of the tools that you have now. It's like you need to utilize Instagram and, and Facebook, even though it's kind of dead. Uh, Snapchat, you know, just YouTube. YouTube's a huge one. Start start utilizing YouTube. So I'm going to start making uh, – I already made a channel. It's called Drift Fluid because uh, when the rain comes down, it's Drift Fluid. I thought it was a little unique, whatever. It might be stupid in a year. But, uh, yeah, I started the YouTube channel. I've got my Instagram, 50 Shades of Grape. It's horrible. I need to change it. And uh, – my Facebook, which is a uh, Nico Salorza or a solo, uh, solo racing team. Uh -huh. uh, but yeah, for about half a year, I've been, I've been pushing it now and I started out at, like 200, 300 followers and now I'm at like 900 and maybe 10 months. Yeah. About 10 months. But yeah, I need to get better with my content. Uh, I've, I've been, I've been really amping it up lately reposting people's stories uh who get footage of me reaching out to all the photographers hitting more events trying to aim for you know where they're where they're really looking getting some vantage back, uh 
my own team go out there and get some in-car and out-of-car footage too and just trying to be more active and relevant. Uh, hit up a couple of sponsors too or prospective sponsors. Um, trying to go for Kenzie Wills right now. Kansai. Yeah. They're, uh, I hit them up too this year. But I yeah. couldn't afford the wheels I wanted, so I was just like, "Okay, thanks. I have, I already have like these wheels here." Yeah, yeah, they're uh, like two hundred and fifty-six bucks. Oh, those aren't the wheel. wheels I wanted. <laughs> oh shoot! <laughs> we yeah. trying to get two piece. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Eleven hundred dollars for a wheel. Yeah, I was like, uh, I can't afford those. So, like, I, I'm on they're a, I'm on a good deal now. Um. And it's it's no nothing to say negative about VMR, but I feel like they're not making like they just came out with a new wheel. They're discontinuing the wheel I use now, and I'm not sure if they're gonna make another wheel. Continue to make another wheel that I wanted to go to next. So I gotta just think about like the future stuff. Like hopefully, yeah, yeah. Woo. <laughs> Give me one second. All right. Uh, just try it. If it tastes stale, then don't eat it. I mean, no, you try it. You'll know. Go over there. Sorry, man. <laughs> yeah. My kid. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what they do. Hopefully they, uh, if I can get them to remake the wheel that I have now, because I actually, I really enjoy like a five spoke wheel, like even with the Kansai wheels, like their five spoke wheel is so nice. I love that thing. I love it. The forged, the uh, forged formed one. Yeah. Looks so good with the step lift. Those yes, are the ones I dude. I, you know they they make the other one. I don't. Hang on. I got, I have to look it up now. Um, yeah. It's it's not it's not it's the one that they don't make in a standard wheel. It's the one that only comes in a two piece. Um, was it the KMR? Mm-hmm. I think the KMR is the, the one I was talking about. It's the one piece. No, there's KNP. Um, here they are. The uh, Roku. Yeah, there you go. KNP. That's the one I want. In the yeah. hyper silver. Yeah. Gosh, those are nice. Dude. And then they make the Roku, but they only make it in the two piece. And it's a six lug wheel. And I was like, I can live with that. It's not five lug, but it's so nice. Where is it? Yeah, I don't know if you're on their Instagram, but their uh, their six lug wheel is knocking futs. Like it's, and not a whole lot of people get them because it, it's an expensive wheel. Like you know, it's not cheap. Yeah, everyone's rocking their you know. On top of that, too. yeah, <laughs> my RPS have seen much better days and years life. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I usually like I'm going to Grange on Sunday, and. I'm already counting for a wheel to be broken. Yeah. So at least one because I drive like trash and that truck loves trash and it's uh, loves to find trash drivers and take a wheel from them. <laughs> so yeah, did, man, did you break? You just went there on uh, not not too long ago, right? I went there on Andy's sleigh day, 4th of July. Dude, that was a blast. Absolute Did you break anything? Blast. Oh yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I bent my, uh, I bent the back left uh, RPF one, my rare size two. So uh, Eric Hill, 
used to be a pro driver. Um, I'm not sure if he still has his license or not, but anyhow, Eric Hill, uh, like maybe six years ago, ended up or five years ago selling all of his RPF ones, uh, custom powder coated. They were they're beautiful. They're all ten and a half uh, RPF one seventeen by tens, and uh, they're powder coated metallic pink or like hot pink with uh, a bunch of flake in them and he sold all eight of them i got four of them um and on august 22nd i think it was shreddy fest uh we were running horse thief mile and i was coming down the uh the last turn the real big sweeper and uh I ran out of tire, man, and at 90 miles per hour, the car pitched sideways. It caught the – we went off track with the back wheels and right by the water tower, the, like, little chicane area. Mm-hmm. And when it comes back on the track, uh, it, the edge of the track just grabbed my, my RPF1 and launched us into the air. Uh, and we were facing – straight down we were looking from the pat from the seat straight down at the ground rotated came back down around on the other side hit that wheel uh and just wrecked everything under the car so we wrecked the uh we have it on uh it's on suspicious uh instagram that that was intense i'll have to check that out yeah but we wrecked like both lower control arms both axles so i did break an axle but not in the way you think (laughs) Uh, both toe arms. And like not my, in the cool way. <laughs> not in the cool way, yeah. <laughs> like because I have too much power, you know, which is quote unquote the cool way. We broke it the Buzz Lightyear way. Yeah, um, you know, I, I broke an axle in the burnout box and then like wrecked my car right after. So uh-huh. I had an yeah. E46 before this. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, and then uh, I I broke an axle the passenger side. And then I was trying to like clutch kick in at Irwindale and the car wouldn't get sideways and then it just went to the wall. But that was my wow. fault. I should have slowed the fuck down and stopped and been like, oh, something's wrong. So if you yeah. ever hear a clunk while you're doing a burnout, pull off to the side and check it. Yeah. yeah so no, I, I'll take, I, I take learned that the hard way. But I take way too many precautions now. There's uh, never too many. But uh, yeah, man, after that, that crash spooked me for a minute and I, I wasn't driving for like three months, four months, something like that. We had to get the car back to normal. I had to kind of recover. And then my passenger too, Kelly, uh, Kelly Banks, great guy, really good at setting up suspension. Uh, his Instagram's Kelly Banks Racing or Kamikaze Bottle Rockets. He, he just, he's, he's psychotic, man. He used to work for Toyota uh, and he used to be their like R&D guy or like setup specialist for suspension and a test driver and this guy can drive this guy can set up cars he was riding passenger with me and that happened and he hit his elbow so hard on the door that it i had street faction door cards it it left a cave in like it caved in my street faction door card i still have it to this day I hung oh, up damn. In, yeah it's hung up in the garage along with the wheel but gnarly 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 uh but yeah we got that all fixed uh, and now I have his pink, the, the front rims in the back and I'm running these Enki RSP05s, some, some weird Japanese wheels. They're, they're cool. Um, 
but yeah, long story short, I went to Grange Fourth of July. I won the, uh, I won both competitions there. I won the best entry and the best tandem. Nice. Yeah, and uh, uh, I ended up bending one of the Eric Hill wheels. I was so sad. I was like, no. I only have a couple of the Arnold Schwarzenegger. No. Uh, I only had a couple left. But yeah, who did, I, I who did you win best tandem with? Oh, Sorry, with I just Ash- sounded like freaking. No, you're good. Ash Reddington. He's a badass driver in Pro-Am as well. Nice. LS3 crate engine dog box v, uh, 350Z. Good driver. Great, great, great driver, man. Yeah. But. It was it was fun. Well, all right, man. Um, is there anything that we haven't touched base on? It's getting a little we're a little uh, getting a little late right now. Shoot, not really, man. Uh, sorry, Aaron, for uh, hitting you during uh, Andy Slay Day. Follow my Instagram and uh, uh. Oh, how'd that how'd that work out? You hit uh that Aaron Drifts guy, right? He actually competes in the Drift League. I actually. We haven't ever spoke, um, but I've actually been meaning to hit him up too. But I'm trying not to uh, keep everybody from California on the damn show. I like to get people from outside of the state too. Yeah, yeah. Was he uh, cool with it or? Yeah, no, 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 no. We're like, good. We're Fuck friends. you. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> so the okay, I'll, I'll tell it quickly. But uh, we so I just finished the the entry competition and i didn't know i won uh and then we went in line to line up for a tandem and they're like who has a tandem partner and blah 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 blah. and then i was like oh i'll pick ash and then ash and i went in we won the tandem competition uh he's like do you want to lead or follow and i was like uh i don't know and he goes you should follow you're a way better follower and i was like sounds good let's go and he goes, do you want me to go in fast or slow? And I was like, just do your thing, and I will mimic you. And he goes, let's do it. And we won. And then we came back, um, and one of the guys was trying to talk to me, one of the, the hosts, uh, like Andy's helper. And then uh, uh, Aaron started doing the, you're first, I'm second, you're third type thing, you know, out of the car. So that's what I was focused on. Um, hold on. So I ended up going, okay, yeah, I'll be second. And then we went in, right? And we were just, we were hauling ass, dude. We were hauling ass. I was at the top of third gear, banging off rev limiter. Uh, Aaron was just mobbing, but I was right there on him. And he threw it in, and I threw it in. And usually, you know, you hear his, because he has a, like a really built RB by Millennium. Crazy thing. Dog box as well. Uh, and then we enter, and then I don't hear his car anymore. I'm like, oh, shit, what the hell? So then I put my left foot on my brake, and I keep giving it gas to keep the wheels spinning so I don't straighten out and wreck the wall like everyone does at Grange. Um, and uh, I was just inching closer and closer and closer and closer. And I was like, oh, no, this is really going to happen right now. And at the last second, I hear, and then I, I bump him, and, and he kind of gets a bump start for me. He takes off. Uh which reduced the impact. I spun to try and not just like wreck my car. And then I was like, oh shit, there's someone behind me as well. And I'm looking dead ass at this, this hatch coming at me and he, he throws it in good driving, man, really paying attention. 
and and just spins out as well to mimic me and we all ended up saving ourselves from a huge collision but yeah uh i don't know what what happened but his car ended up stalling out on the straightaway but dude phenomenal driver he he's killing it he's a really fast driver yeah so that's how that happened i thought it was a uh, like the video clip that uh cam art media posted earlier it looked way different <laughs> From that really? whole story, you just thought, yeah, it looked more dramatic. <laughs> like, you just hit him. Uh, yeah. They left the part out, like, hey, uh, Aaron's Aaron's car stalled. Yeah, no, they just said love tap or whatnot. You could go into my story as well, too. You'll see it. But, yeah. No, that's all good. Um, but, hey, man, uh, definitely thank you for coming on the show. I think one question, we, had, we did have one question um, from one person. I'll ask that. Before I ask that, what I do want to know is uh, if for anybody who's going to get into Prime, what what's uh, what's the biggest recommendation you can make for them, or what's the biggest piece of advice from you, your personal experience? What's the biggest piece of advice you can give? My personal advice: before you commit to going into Prime, make sure you're really comfortable with your car. Um, make sure you have your team set up of people who are close to you and uh, set your expectations realistically. Don't get let down by it. It's all learning experience. Yeah. It's good advice. All right. So we did have uh, one person ask a question. It's uh, Andrew coat one uh, side bite versus forward grip. And how do you increase one versus the other side bite versus forward grip? Hmm. Well, you need side bite in order to induce forward grip as well. Uh, depending on what car you have or whatnot, it's uh, it's a little bit vague. Uh, you have to play around with your tire sizes. And also a uh, huge thing is uh, play around with uh, your toe, the rear toe. Rear toe is a huge factor in, a, in forward bite when you're drifting a car. So if you're running out of grip, give it a little bit more toe in and uh, just, just find what really works out for you. Just really, really find out what works out for you. Try some tires. Yeah. Awesome, man. All right, man. Well, again, thank you for coming on. Um, can't wait to hear how your season goes. Hopefully, what, what did you say you wanted to make it at the end of the season? Do you have like a goal? I know you're 19th. Yeah. Uh, I just, I just want to move up a little bit at least. Uh, Let, let's just say top 16. Yeah, there we go. Let's, let's go for top 16. Okay, cool, man. I hope you make it. Hopefully, I can make it out there. Um, I know Saturday I'm not going to go. Um, that Saturday, I'm, I'm taking my son to Six Flags for his birthday. So, cool. Not going to be there. Um, Happy belated. But I'll be on my damn phone. So, yeah. and, I, and I'll, I'm actually going to follow you from my personal page. Hopefully, you guys uh, update it to see how it goes because sometimes. Uh, just drift doesn't update it as fast and then i follow most of the people out there but uh they're kind of hard to um like see their stuff sometimes like it doesn't update as fast especially if you're at uh willow springs and i'm at magic mountain we're both gonna have shit service <laughs> oh yeah so <laughs> but all right man you have a good awesome. night and again thank you for coming on dude you too thank you so much man all right bye, -bye.